So yeah, no, I was going to ask you, how are those cold showers? You know, here in Florida, it's, it's not that bad. You know, I, I wish the shower was colder because it's, it's, it's not that bad, but my neighbor, he built a homemade ice tub. So I was like hopping in and out of that here and there. And it was good, but overall I, I really enjoy, I still do the cold showers one because it like spikes my anxiety. Now I want to say anxiety, but it like wakes me up in the morning. Um, and it's like, you can get that hard thing out of the way. Yep. It spikes my anxiety. Yeah. Like I, I <laughs> get stressed out and I love it. <laughs> you don't need caffeine. You just need cold showers. That's it. So how long of a cold shower do you take? It's or six you just minutes. jump in six, six minutes, six minutes, six or five minutes, five minutes. Five or six minutes. minutes, five or six. So hey, yeah. I go one more. Yeah. Something terrible. Yeah, one more. So when you do, when you, you, when you have the cold shower, like how far into it are you? Like, all right, man, screw this, I'm done. And then, or you know, because there's there's got to be a point where you you're like, no, I got to jump out, or you're like, okay, I'm gonna stay in. I got another three minutes to go. It gets to the point where it's like kind of just, it's just it just is. You know, the first thirty seconds, you're like, okay, what can I do? I'm gonna. Sh- wash my hair, wash my body. I'm like, okay, that was only 30 seconds. You're like, uh, let's do it, do it again. Quick and fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's do it again. We do that 10 times. We get five minutes, you know? That's where the magic happens. Cause that's where you want you, you like, you want more than anything for it to end, but you know that, Hey, I'm not even close to being done. So you need to suck it the fuck up and yeah. like, get yeah. through it. Yeah. I yeah, have to say man. the hardest so, part. Did you guys do 75 hard? Yes. Yeah. Done it a couple times. Yeah. Done it a couple times. Yeah. So you guys know. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's an annual thing, I think, for us. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so December 1st, we're doing it. I was going to start today. I was going to go do my second workout after this, but I'll, I'll do December 1st. Yeah, I think uh, a good portion of the team is actually going to be yeah. doing it. So um, okay. it's going to suck, but yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm yeah. in, baby. That's Hell awesome, yeah. man. So yeah, we, w- we really wanted to talk to you. We've already started recording, by the way. Um, okay. we wanted to try to go over like what your experience has been in the army, the, you know, the positives and negatives, like what, what has been your experience? How long have you been in? So this is, this is perfect. I'm a prime example of what not to do in your career. And that's kind of why I've, you know, one of the reasons why I put myself out there on social media is to teach other people like what not to do. But I'm also a prime example of like what to do when it comes to like wanting to achieve your goals. So I've actually been in for 11, 11 years, August, and I'm only an E5, which people will be like, oh my God, 11 years, you're only an E5? Yeah, we all make mistakes. I should be a major right now, technically, but uh, things don't work out as planned. And what I, what I found out was the obstacle basically is the way. Um, so I started my career in 2011. I joined as a National Guardsman. I went to infantry school in Fort Benning. And then I came back and I signed a contract with ROTC. So it's it's a program that allows you to become an officer. But I was simultaneously enrolled in the National Guard as well. So I was accruing service time while being a National Guardsman and a, a cadet. Um, I made it all the way to my my third year, and I was I was one of the top cadets between UF University of Florida and University of North Florida. But I like to have fun at that time, and uh, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So hell yeah, hell yeah to fun. And uh, I got in some trouble. I brought I brought this information to my commander, and he's he's one of those guys. He's still my mentor to this day. Uh, he just retired, but he's like, hey man, we all make mistakes. I understand. He was super understanding and empathetic with what happened. He's like, you got till Thursday to get everything cleared. I got it all cleared on Friday. So Thursday, he had to pass it up the chain of command, like what happened. And uh, it was this whole process of, um, I had to do paperwork. Um, but he's like, hey, we're going to retain you. He's like, I wrote a letter to everybody. He's like, I know you're a good kid. We all make mistakes. He's like, I made plenty of mistakes my whole career. And I had mentors guiding me and helping me. So I want to be that, that mentor and guy for you. He's like, Just don't do it again. So we got past that. And uh, we got a new commander that summer and I was getting ready to go to my leadership development course, like the last course that you go to and then you finish your year and you commission and the new major came in and he called me into the office and we sat down. I was like, hey, sir, what's what's this for? He's like, well, I just wanted you to read this, this paperwork. He like slid this over to me and it was like slow motion. I was like, this doesn't seem right. I was like, this isn't about LDAC. Uh, and he's like, no. He's like, this is the nail in the coffin. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, your ROTC career is over. And I was like, wow. Guy didn't even know me. He just came in. He needed to make a statement, I think. And uh, he singled me out. But at the end of the day, I made those mistakes, so I, I owned up to it. Um, right after I got removed from ROTC, I went right back to the infantry unit. Um, and they're like, hey, we're deploying in six months. And I was like, shit, great. <laughs> I went from commissioning in like six to eight months to now deploying as like an E1 private. And I'm like, this world like got flipped upside down. So yeah, so four years in we deployed. So I had four years in service. They actually boosted me up to an E4, which was nice. Went on deployment, went to Africa, Djibouti. It was just a horrible summer camp. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it. But um, I got back, tried out for the sniper section joined sniper section i was with them for from 2016 to 2020 never got the opportunity to go to sniper school um when i did have the chance they slotted me to go to school uh my last year there and it got canceled due to like weather so i was like i can't i can't keep doing this and uh so i put my packet in to pursue becoming an aviator again so that was my original goal when i joined i was gonna go to flight school become a pilot and then uh go from there um but for some reason along the line i was like i, I can't do this anymore because i got kicked out of rtc i didn't realize i could and then i talked to my mentor when i got back and he's like why haven't you decided to put like a warrant officer packet in and i was like crazy i don't know so uh and the crazy thing about being a sniper section is you can't rank up unless you get the b4 qualification you can't become a team leader in sniper section so i denied multiple promotions because i was like i want to go to sniper school i want to go to sniper school but it got to the point where i was like just kind of sitting there. I was like, I'm almost 10 years in, like only need four. I need to progress. I need to do something. So I put my packet in and, uh, I found out I had a heart condition around that time too. And I was like, man, another obstacle. So yeah. And everybody was like, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to go to flight school. Like they don't let anybody in with a heart condition. And I was like, bet I'm going to prove you guys wrong. Cause it was just another obstacle. I was like, I got this. Um, and I found out about that heart condition because I did the MRF and I got rhabdomyolysis. So another obstacle. 
Um, yeah, it was yeah awesome that'll movie. that'll help you. So what the fuck is that? What what is it? Rhabdomyolysis. Rhabdomyolysis. So I overworked myself. You guys are familiar yeah, with the Murph, right? Yeah, yeah. Familiar with the Murph, just not rhabdo. <laughs> rhabdo. So yeah. It's what, it's yeah. Like I, I nodded yes, like I yeah. knew what it was, but I have no idea what that is. Yeah. So. It's where like your yeah. muscles eat each yeah. other, right? It yeah. eats itself, yeah. right? So basically, so yeah, it, I didn't. It deteriorates itself. Wow. Shit. Yep. Insane. Yeah, oh, like it, Goggins talks about it in yeah. his uh, in his book. Yeah, it was a perfect storm too because I've been an athlete my whole life, so. It was around COVID time. I I didn't work out for four months. I was like, you know, my first workout is going to be the Murph. And bad idea, but uh, being an athlete, I was like, I got this. And it was like the hottest day in Florida. Um, I had, I was dehydrated. I drank a 300 milligram caffeine drink. And I remember just mid-workout, just like being like stiff. I couldn't move. I was like, man, this is really bad delayed onset muscle soreness. But four days later, I found out it, it wasn't. I went to the hospital, and I started having chest pain. And they're like, hey, you have this rare heart condition called Wolf Parkinson White. And I was like, Wolf Parkinson White? I was like, what is that? So they're like, you have to do all these tests. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm trying to go to flight school. And they're like, yeah, you're not going to flight school. And I was like, okay. And that's the cardiologist telling me that. And uh, so I was like, I did research. I figured out what... What could I do to make myself marketable to possibly get a ETP, like an exception of policy, to go to flight school? And uh, it was like you need to do all these heart tests. So I did for a year and a half. I did a bunch of tests on my heart, um, and then my doctor's like, "Well, you can do a cardiac ablation as well." So I did two cardiac ablations last year, um, and then after the second failed cardiac ablation, I kind of like felt a sense of defeat. And I kind of put my story out there on the internet and I was like, Hey, we're still going to figure this out. We're going to find a way. And, uh, a month later, a, a pilot reached out to me. I have a texting community he texted me and I thought it was like a joke. And he's like, Hey man, I saw your video. Uh, I just want to let you know that I have the same heart condition as you. And I just graduated flight school. I was like, no way. I was like, he's like, yeah, give me your number. I'll, I'll call you. And, uh, I'll, I'll discuss everything with you. And I was like, this is kind of weird. I don't really want to give my number out. So I gave him like, I called him on FaceTime or not FaceTime audio, but like a Google meet. And lo and behold, he was a pilot in the reserves and he got a waiver. He got accepted. And I brought this information to the flight surgeon and they looked up his information and they kind of compared it to mine. And like your situation's way better than his. And they're like, this should be not an issue. Shouldn't be an issue. And uh, they submitted all my stuff, and uh, it was a, about a two-and-a-half-year process. And I got the call in February that they approved my waiver, and the next flight board was this past February 18th. And at this time, the aviation unit pulled me over. They're like, hey, like we see all the effort that you're putting in to, to going to flight school and working towards this career. Um, just want to let you know, like we're going to help you out. And uh, this is when the mandates came out. Uh, you know, the, I don't know if we can talk about it on here, it gets censored, but you know, the mandates with the jab. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, we say about it, anything. Yeah. yeah, it's anything. all good. Okay. And, uh, so at this point I'm like, I'm not getting that. I have a heart condition. One, I don't even want it anyway. And, uh, I haven't even talked about this with like my audience, but this was something that I wanted to talk about at some point. Um, but the flight board, they didn't, I didn't get selected because I wasn't vaccinated. 
So that was Pat February twenty. Yeah, last this this year, early this year. So it was just another obstacle, and I was like, God damn. And through all these obstacles too, like I'm on active duty with the guard. Um, so technically I'm under the president. So I have to have a constant temporary waiver to even stay on orders. So, sorry. So I'm working through that process right now. I've just, every 90 days I have to go see my cardiologist. I have to get more paperwork, present to the medical board that, Hey, I have a heart condition. Still working on, uh, figuring things out because I shouldn't have to get the vaccine because it's new. There's a lot of heart conditions and they just keep denying it. Keep denying it. They're like, we'll give you 90 more days. And, uh, that, that temporary profile actually expires in February. So I've been kind of trying to figure out how I'm going to pivot next because my ultimate plan was to do 10 more years, uh, in the guard, retire at like 2021 20, with, uh, being a pilot. But as of right now, it's up in the air. And ha haven't they just came out and reversed their standing on that? I thought I read. Yeah, they're they, le they're letting people back yeah, in. Yeah, I read about that. Uh, the, that were forced yeah. out. You know, it started in really? the corporate world. Uh, mm -hmm. So you're, I mean, hopefully they can get their heads out of their asses and figure it out in time before yeah. your shit expires because we're like, what, months away? Yeah, yeah I mean – I even brought to them, I know you're talking about, so you're talking about in New York yeah. where they reinstated all the nurses and they're going to back pay them. Yes. Um, no, I, even in the military. I heard like, the military as well. Yeah. The same so, thing with the really, military. Yeah. So I have, yeah. I have a Marine right now that, that he, he got forced out because he didn't want to get the vaccination, right? Mm -hmm. So he, um, he got out last year and he, didn't, he wasn't able to complete his contract. They threatened him with uh, stating that he would be, um, what is it, other than honorable yeah. discharge, right? Wow. Uh, so his general under uh, other than honorable, he accepted it. He was going to move forward. And he asked me like, Hey, can I still purchase a house under the VA loan? Said no, because he didn't complete a contract just yet. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, he actually got a call back from his command stating that, Hey, you know, you have the opportunity to come back in, just finish out. He was reserves. So just finish out your drills, complete your service and you're good. You get, you get all your benefits. You have a honorable discharge. So, it, so it's happening news. a lot. That's news to me because um, when my profile expires, according to the medical team, they're, they're saying that I'll be flagged, that I'm not green in med pros, that I won't even be able to drill. So then I'll also lose my active duty job. So that's interesting. I'll have to look more into that. Yeah, and, and it's it's crazy to see because the Marine Corps is notorious for not letting people back in. And yeah. it, it's just they've been notorious for like, hey, once you're out, goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it, but we're broken up, and it's never going to happen ever again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so the problem hey. – So I think the problem sure, I'm that. sure you'll, you're, you're, you'll figure it out either way because just hearing your story, yeah, like yeah. you just described Murphy's Law. Like – what yeah. will get fucked up? It's gonna get fucked yeah. up. But yeah. you're you're here. You're you're still swinging, and yeah. uh, I know for a fact that you're gonna come back battling in whatever it is. Like it's it's your destiny, man. So yeah, it's just a matter yeah, of not quitting. It seems like you're, yeah, it seems like you're able to overcome all of your obstacles. So like when you said you're a perfect example of what not to do, but in reality, just hearing your story, you're a perfect example of what to do because you're not yeah you're not giving up and. 
obstacles are coming your way, but you're overcoming them. It's so easy to quit. Yeah. It's so easy to quit. And even like in like whatever industry that you're in, so you, you do social media, you're in, you're in the service. It's so easy to just skate by. Um, it's yeah. one of the most common things to do is just to skate by in your time in service. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people see it as like a really noble thing, but when you're in it, you kind of see like the unnoble things that happen when you're in service. You're like, Hey, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do my four years and I'm done. I'm just trying yeah. to get my college. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do this to get the VA loan or trying to get my benefits on the back end. It's only going to take me four years. You know, there's a lot of that that happens. And the thing is, is like, those aren't, those aren't tenacious people. Those aren't people that have those kinds of values. And you being having the following that you have on social media is an example of that because it shows that like people appreciate what you're doing yeah. and appreciate the fact that you're being tenacious and you're not you're not letting anything keep you down, bro. That's that's absolutely that's awesome. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. Cool. Do you. Do you recall? Do you do you recall the original reason why you decided to join the military? Uh, well, I I mean. I wanted to serve my country, that's for sure. Um, but then I also needed a way to pay for college. And I didn't want to have to ask my parents for assistance. Even though my parents, like I grew up in a, a good, wealthy, not wealthy, but middle class family. Like they could have easily helped me. Um, but I kind of wanted to do something on my own where I was like, I took charge and I did it. And then on top of that, I had the ability to serve. Um, as the years went on, it's, you know, the reason for staying in evolved. It was just kind of chasing a goal, chasing a passion. Um, and then you kind of fall in love with the camaraderie of the guys, especially in the National Guard. It's a small world. Like, the military is small, but the National Guard is even smaller. Um, so you, you build these friendships, these connections, and, you know, you embrace the suck with each other. And you kind of, you dread those moments. But then when you're in those moments, you're like, this is pretty badass, you know? And then you reflect on them. You're like, man, that was pretty cool. Um, but I want to clarify. Yeah. I want to clarify a little bit. It's okay to go into the military and just looking for college. But if that's just like your sole purpose and that like you're not looking to serve your country, like yeah. there's you're wrong. You're wrong. Like you're going in for the absolute wrong reason. It seems like you had all the right reasons to do it. And a, an additional benefit was the college. Yeah. So I wanted to make yeah, sure to clarify like here's that. The, here's that hook for all the recruiters out there. Like, give like the the college benefits that you get for serving the military are second to none. Yeah, there is not. Yeah. A, there's nothing out there that compares to the college benefit that you get from serving in the military. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Like, they have so many um, opportunities to progress. Like you with the Florida Guard now. Like we. We pay 100% for your bachelor's. And then Governor DeSantis just approved July 1st that we're going to pay 100% for your master's degree now too, whereas it used to be 50%. That's awesome. Yeah. So, And then I got my EMT certificate. And then I went – I did real estate school. Um, and now I'm looking into utilizing the Army Cool program to pay for part of my private pilot's license. So – there's so many benefits, and I, I feel like that's one thing people don't take advantage of when they're in. One, because they don't take the time to do the research. That's what it just comes down to. And then, uh, two, just, again, laziness, basically. Yeah, and, and, and it, it's even like the back-end stuff here, because we deal with veterans a lot, and it, it becomes a situation where we're having to teach, almost reteach, 
a lot of yeah. their benefits, right? Like it, you know, like, hey, you have a disability benefit. If they broke it, they got to buy it, right? And they're yep. like, oh, well, I have had this bum knee for 10 plus years. Uh, can I can I get that on my record? It, yes. It, and, you know, they taught you that as you were transitioning out. Yeah. But, you know, like, we'll, we'll help you out anyways. And, you know, it's having to reteach and actually solidify and really, you know, hammer it in that, like, you earn these benefits already. It's owed yeah. to you. And simplifying the system because I, yeah. I almost feel like the VA, they make things challenging for a reason. Yeah. You know, for them, it's, like it's a plan like for welfare, they say. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know. you know, eventually they, I'm, they're probably betting that the veteran is like, you know, fuck this. I don't need it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's too damn hard. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm fed up with this. So, and I think one of the, the bigger issues too, I see with veterans, cause I'm pretty proactive with making sure I document anything and everything. I had a good leader that told me that because early on in my career, it was like a negative stigma to go to, to sick call, to document anything. It was just like, I'm going to drive through. It is what it is. So for five years, I didn't get some things documented and then kind of screwed myself over. But I met a leader, one of my leaders on deployment, and he, he taught me, you need to document everything no matter what. So I started documenting everything and I try to pass that information along to like my Joes. And some people are like, well, that's kind of like cheating the system. I'm like, well, did you hurt yourself while on orders? Yeah. It's like, okay, then make sure to document it. Like, what do you, you're only screwing yourself over because, you know, when you document these things, you get them covered. You guys know they're covered for life through the VA. Um, and that's, I have free healthcare with the VA. So I was able to pay for my heart procedures through the VA. When I was in the hospital with rhabdomyolysis, it was like a $20,000 bill. They paid for that. Um, so, you know, it, it, it pays to, to speak up and, um, let them know about your injuries for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's like going outside the norm because I came up during, during my time in, you know, you avoided sick call, you avoided yeah. going to BAS and cause you don't want to be a sick bay warrior. Like yeah. the whole philosophy was suck it the fuck up, yep. grab, take some Motrin, drink some water, hydrate, <laughs> change your socks. Yep. doesn't matter if you had a broken knee, a headache, like, yeah. Hey, you suck it up. And yep. yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, it's, it's good. Well now you, you've made, um, you've made your share of mistakes is yes. we've heard. If you were to go back, are there some things that you do differently? Yeah, that's a great question, but it's a super definitely no hundred percent. No, because if I were to continue, I've thought about this a bunch of times, like if I were to continue on that path, I commissioned, I got that aviation job, I would have never pursued social media. I would have never went on that deployment. I would have never been inspired while on deployment, watching people on YouTube and social media to take that risk, to get out of my comfort zone. Um, and that was the biggest thing for me. Like I still get anxiety when it comes to like public speaking. Um, when I can remember when I first started doing YouTube, I couldn't even sit in a, an empty room and hit the record button on my phone without a spike of anxiety, even though no one was in there. I was like, maybe someone's listening to me through the, through the wall, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I've overcome that. Um, now I'm like vlogging in public and you know, there's times where I kind of get in my head about it, but I'm way better because of all the obstacles that I had to overcome. Um, and I want to change a thing because this 
path that I'm on now with promoting um, health and fitness and wellness on social media has been so rewarding. You know, just the job that I do right now, social media marketing for the Florida Army National Guard is, you know, you can see the product that I create. And my bosses come to me and they're like, hey, we were just at this state and they were asking about our social media team because you guys are killing it. And I told them it was just you because there's other states that have like four, five, six, seven people. So it's like a a very rewarding job. And then when I go to these recruiting events, I meet people that are either inspired by or moved by my videos. And, you know, the fulfillment I get by just sharing my journey and teaching people it's I would never go back and change a thing. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. That's dope. Yeah, yeah that's if if you were like, you know, originally you wanted to become a pilot, and, and don't get me wrong, you you make impact, you know, there, anything yeah. that you've done, but your position now, it's like, like you said, it never would have happened if you didn't go through the trials, tribulations, and challenges. Yeah, and your you know your your route changes exactly. But, given the point like the the place where you're at now you you can impact hundreds thousands of people yeah and really affect people's lives that way and i'm i'm a big so i believe in god everyone believes in their own you know their own things whether it's god the universe whatever the case may be but i believe that we have a purpose and a lot of times we may not even know it and you're just it, it all comes out in in one shape or form one way or the other and you're you're in the place right now where you're executing on your destiny and you're impacting lives at a crazy level like you wouldn't have met him if no like you yeah. met him because we ran into you at the arena. at the battle bunker yeah yeah and the way i i ran into austin we live well, i grew up here in simi valley okay and I saw, I saw, you know, his battle bus on Sports Center, and I oh, wow. recognized the gym in the background, right? So I'm like, wait, this is Simi Valley, and I started, you know, messaging him, tagged him on a couple things. I'm like, hey, you got to come by Romeo Echo, and I go to my parents' house. It was like a couple weeks after I saw that on Sports Center, and I'm leaving my parents' house. Turns out Austin lived like three houses down across the street from my parents. No way. And then I messaged him Smart again. Room. We got connected, and he invited us to the to the battle bunker. But um, how did you get connected with Austin? Because that was cool. Because because you came up to us, and you're like, "Hey, he's Roland here," and you start talking about OJ twenty two. Yep. And then we connected from there. How did you get connected to Austin? Yeah. So, uh, whew, was it twenty? It was twenty twenty. I was out in um, I was out in San Diego. I kind of got connected with him. I was at a, a program called FitOps. Have you guys heard of that? Now called, I think, University HP Health and Performance. So I went there. Um, I got certified as a trainer there. But I met a girl that was in the Navy. And at the time, Austin wasn't really big. He had like 60,000 followers. He's still in the Navy. I think I had like 10,000 followers. Uh, and she's like, hey, do you want me to connect you with my buddy Austin? You guys might hit it off. So... She briefly like connected me with him and he's like, Hey, I'm doing these, these obstacles, these challenges. Like, would you want to come out? And I was like, hell yeah, most definitely. Like it's right up my alley. And, uh, nothing really came about with that. And then later that year I flew out to, was it San Diego? No, LA. I flew out to LA 
and I was out there doing some work for another creator and I had like the day off so I rented a car and I was like hey man like do you want to hang out kind of connect like he's like yeah I'm at work though like if you don't mind coming to hang out and just chill I was like yeah not a big deal so I rented this car and uh I was actually it was yeah it was like an hour ride I drove an hour to him um let me in the gate and we just kind of uh shot the shit for like an hour um and he told me about his goals I told him about my goals and I feel like we kind of connected there and he's like hey if you want to come out in like a month or two I'm gonna be running through the new army combat fitness test so uh got connected through that and then I ended up flying out at the time I was a flight attendant so I had flight benefits so I could travel for free any anytime I wanted to I just could book a flight and fly so I was like let me know whenever you want and I'll fly out there. So I flew out and then I ran him through the army combat fitness test. And then ever since then, we just kind of been in contact texting. Um, whenever I have, you know, questions, I reach out to him and he, he'll call me like he's such a personable, like very genuine guy, especially for like his status where he is in like the creator world. And I wasn't used to that because I've met so many other creators and, like one of the creators that I worked for that wasn't as personable as him, but he's like just so willing to help. Like take my shirt, take a shirt off his back and give it to you like that type of help. Like he's such a genuine dude and I'm very thankful that I actually met him and you know, we've grown to be good friends since then. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. We, I mean, we've only met him. We met him earlier this year and we were DMing back and forth and, one day he texts me and um no he sent me a message on instagram was, hey what's your number he texts me and he he gives me a call he's like hey what are you guys about and i told him <laughs> yeah. everything about romeo echo what we do and it was just yeah he's like he's such a good guy genuine dude I, and yep. and sarah too i mean they're awesome yeah so, and i mean it's so happy so glad we got connected with them only one because they're they're great people but then also it's led us to get connected with you and a few other great people as well so yeah. Who gets a higher score on the army <laughs> fitness test? Definitely, Chris definitely me. Definitely yeah. me. <laughs> I think his run, it was just, it was bad. And then the leg tuck. <laughs> at the time, it was leg tucks. And I think he only got like eight or nine. But I think he got there like five, go. in the, like the low 500s. And I think my last score was like 594. So, or 591. One of those. One of those, sure. one of those high ones, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, here yeah. it is. It's like right here. We, we, we got it. We got it recorded. This yeah. is a, this is official, and Austin's gonna be seeing this. <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a secondary call out. You know, maybe yeah. we, maybe we have another, another challenge coming in. in yeah, in I like that. Get some drama going. I like it. Yeah, there we go. That'll yeah, be some that'll internet be cool. drama. Tell us yeah, that'll be good. So what's next for Chris, man? What what uh what's on the horizon? Any any crazy goals? Any any moves? Things that you want to do? Florida governor? Uh, yeah. Florida governor. <laughs> well, we got seventy five hard. That's for sure. Oh, you got to get past that first, then governor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got a couple couple big projects. Um, Austin kind of inspired me to do the challenges. Him and Nick. Sim I don't know if you guys know Nick Simmons. Mm, the Olympic no, runner, but he was supposedly the original uh challenge guy uh and then everybody's like austin you're copying nick simmons and then they're like oh nick you're co copying austin um so i was kind of inspired by them to kind of create my own challenges in a unique way 
So I, I've got 40 something videos that I need to edit for my own social media page. That's uh, challenges as well that I've kind of built over the last couple months. I just, the time to edit them and keep up with my social media has been consuming. So I'm trying to either find an editor, which can be pricey, um, or just kind of really devote a bunch of time to that and kind of put my other stuff on a backseat. But the thing is like, everything's growing so fast right now. You know, the, it seems like the algorithms like favoring people on Instagram with reels and then YouTube, my YouTube is doing better again. Um, I posted a video about COVID and then my channel died. And then, oh, yeah. wow. same here, same here. Yeah. We had yeah. COVID, oh, yeah. we, we, uh, oh, no. we created a video where TikTok. We, it was OnlyFans. It, it, it wasn't <laughs> even, we weren't like advertising only. It was a joke. We mentioned say, it. Saying we OnlyFans yeah. right now. Like it was a parody where one of our agents, like he was dancing around an American flag dong. And oh. we, we created a parody where, where he said he created an OnlyFans to help with the slow real estate market. To make ends meet. <laughs> make ends yeah. meet. TikTok <laughs> shut us down. They're like, you know we, we do not promote that bullshit. Like, yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, we, we, I'm sorry. We were having, uh, we were like, our engagement was like in the tens of thousands for uh, like views for, okay. for every video. And then once that came out, it was like 17, 1700, yeah. 500. Oh, it yeah. was like, nothing for a couple yeah, it was months it was yeah, it was yeah. A, a couple months yeah TikTok. yeah man i got flagged for i talked about how i quit drinking alcohol and they flagged me for promoting alcohol and ever since then my kind of tiktoks kind of died out as well and i'm like how do i how do i dispute this like i was just telling people how like you know i quit it's been 18 something months i don't drink anymore and they're like you're promoting alcohol blah 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 and i was like be careful with these but yeah, social we, media, we, it's a, it's a beast. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we we got flagged once again for uh, it was like a like a military motivational video. We had some like uh, B roll of like combat missions and things like that. We got uh, flagged for promoting violence. Violence. Wow. Yeah. 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 Crazy. You yeah. can't make this up. You can't make no. it up. Yeah. yeah. You get China's taking over. over wearing a, a G-string bikini that doesn't even cover their freaking asshole. Dude, and, it's, and it's like, so crazy. Yeah. It's and then that gets thrown that. in front of everyone's accounts. Like, mm -hmm. they sponsor it. Like, they not only, like, suppress it, they yeah. put, like, I don't even want to see that. But they just, they feed yep. it to you. Yeah. Like, yep. it's, it's crazy, but it's it funny is how it works. Yeah. We adapt and we overcome, right? Yeah. It's funny. It's like a... You you mentioned that, and it's we're talking to some other people about like the recruiting shortage. We're like, how can we, how can we be different? Well, we can get on OnlyFans. We could start a Bumble. Get on Tinder. We gotta start thinking outside the box. You know, like TikTok, Instagram's just not working anymore. That's funny. That's that some shit. Show up on a date. Oh, all right. Given the fact that you're here, do you have a police record? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. sign in this form. Yeah. yeah. You thought you were on a date, motherfucker, didn't you? Sign your life yeah. away, man. Sign your life David away. Get you. Sam. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Hell yeah. Welcome to the Romeo Echo podcast. We didn't even give an introduction. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't. We were tuning in no to Romeo needed. Echo after hours. Yeah. So we'll do it. Uh, this will be the dyslexic. Uh, podcast exactly. episode. Yeah. We'll we got excited. Yeah. Yeah. With our amazing guest, Chris Kellum. You heard his story. And uh, 
Yeah, it's absolutely good. What what to do, what not to do in the military. Yeah. You're hearing it all right here. Exactly. Yeah. But thanks a lot for your time, man. I appreciate it. We like to keep the podcast nice and short, uh, give a lot of information. Thank you for telling us your story, man. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah Chris, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you for your time. We'll do no, some thanks. collab too. We'll, yeah. We'll yeah. Either, either we'll make it out to Florida or you'll make it over here to LA and we'll yep. put together some dope shit. Let me know. I'd love to get out there. Um, I definitely going to be out there for the Operation Jump 22. That's in oh, May, right? Awesome. It is. It is. Yeah. We're working on a, yeah, a few things on the back end, but yeah, when, when we do hold it, it's going to be better than ever. Yeah. I'm stoked. I've been, I've been dying to, to skydive. So I was like, man, this is no better opportunity. It's going to be, I mean, choice of words, not the greatest, but so if I see Chris going on my plane, I'm going to just Turn around. Like, hey, I'll let him go yeah. before me. I'll go on the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obstacle. Yeah. Obstacle, man. <laughs> He's going to be hitting another obstacle, and it's going to be the floor. <laughs> Damn, I'm not coming now. I'm done. Uh, well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate Chris, it. Thank, thank you for your you. time again. I appreciate man. you guys. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Yeah, I'll take, take care. care.